we are going to be in a part of Romans that I love, and we're also going to be a little bit in Genesis, and I've been titled, we are in Romans chapter 4, I've been titled this message, How Strong is Your Faith? And have you ever thought about how strong your faith is? Because when we think about how strong our faith is, we, we think of like little things, like if this little bitty thing happened, that, you, your, that your faith would hold out, right? If, Lord, if I got a flat tire today, you know, we don't think about those big things, you know? We don't think, what if God asked us something really big, right? And if you are here today and you want to say to me, Pastor Mike, God doesn't talk to me, you know what Pastor Mike is going to say to you? You're not listening, right? Because God is, if you are alive tonight, if you're not sure if you are or not, check your pulse. If you don't know how to do that, ask your neighbor to check your pulse, right? And if your heart is beating, all right, and you are trying to do things different in your life, then God is desperately trying to speak to you to get, to, to get you to do, I'm sure, those big things, but I'm sure God is probably like, gosh, why do I have to teach the band? It's like, it's like baby steps, right? It's like those little baby steps. Like when you're teaching your kid how to walk, you know, it's like, you know, it's the crawling and then the pulling up and then, and then the walking and then the running. You know, it was, it was cool for Michelle and I yesterday, speaking of baby steps, we got a video from um, Claudia was on a pass and she was learning how to ride a bike. And, and it was just like when you, it was just like, Seriously, the video was just like as if you were out there with your five-year-old and pushing them, running with him and going, yeah! We were, and Michelle, Michelle was doing the cheering on the couch. Um, but, my, but what I would say to you is that, that, that God is indeed speaking to you. So chapter 4, the title that in the Bible it says, The Faith of Abraham. Now it says, Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? Question mark. So if we go back into the account of Genesis, right, and we meet this man called Abraham, we find in Genesis 12, it says, The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will tell you, and I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. And we think on such a small level, you know, if God asks me, you know, because I'm mad at, mad at, you know, I'm mad at my roommate. You know, if God asks me real nice, I'll say good morning to him or to her, right? Or I might even save her some leftovers or him some leftovers, right? You know, big things, big, really stretching you, right? Man, God, you asked for so much for me. I'm out of jail, I'm sober, and I got to share? Wow. But isn't that how we are? Imagine if God asked you to pick up, leave everything behind, and go. 
what would your questions be? Why? Right? Where? God, where am I going? Now, I believe in the Bible that the word of God is written as we are intended to know. If it doesn't say, then we don't know. So it said, the God called Abraham and said, leave your country and your relatives and your father's name and go to a land that I will show you. So in other words, he's saying, get moving. Let's get on with it. Pack your stuff. Let's roll, right? Not going to tell you where, right? We would be saying, where, when, how long? Aren't we there yet, right? You ever been on a long trip with the, a road trip with the kids? Are we there yet? She's touching me. He's looking at me. I mean, we, we, I mean Michelle and I have 42 children. <laughs> plus, we got our own four. Plus, we got eight grandchildren, right? And we consider y'all family here, too. So we hear it all, all the time. But Abraham was told just to get up and to go, right? And God would do something great, right? So what is God asking you to do? Maybe God is simply saying, make some better choices. Thin out the herd of people that you call friends, right? Think about the way you think. Think about the way you talk. Think about the way you act. Think about how kind or unkind you are. Think about expanding your horizons, right? I have never had, well, I do. I shouldn't say that. I, I have, I, honest to God, have had bridge guys come in day one, fall at my feet in the parking lot, grab my ankles, and tell me that they're going to be preaching on this platform. Like, well, I don't know if Nate knows that. But apparently you're going to be, you're, I mean, I know I just picked you from the jail 10 minutes ago, but apparently you're going to be the senior pastor someday. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would not call that the faith of Abraham. <laughs> I would call that, I don't know, I thought it was methamphetamine-induced psychosis myself. But that's not to say that something like that could not happen, right? Because it could. It happened for me, right? But it happened slowly. God began to convict me of my attitude, my spirit, my lack of kindness, my lack of generosity, my lack of understanding, my lack of compassion, and begin to implant those things into me. And I didn't want them. I don't want to be nice. I don't care if you're high. I'm sober too bad. Right? So sad, not my problem. I mean, I'm being honest. I will never stand up here and be anything but honest. When Michelle came home one night and said, honey, we should start a recovery meeting, I said, well, have fun. I said, you and Miss Susie, just go for it. Because those were the two people that were the thorn in my side, right? Have you ever been running and you run through some foxtail and you get one of those, those foxtails in your sock and the longer you run, the more it digs in and it works down and it's really annoying? That's what was happening, right? 
But I was, I was not going to budge. But God will not change your mind, but he can change your heart. And if you allow him to change your heart, then you will change your mind. See what I'm saying? And I would say that's what happened to me. I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the door a crack, right? Just a crack. And I'm going to let God just peek in. But it, and that's okay, but it says in Scripture, if you have faith as a mustard seed, then you can tell the mountain to go from here to there, and it will be done. I remember the first time I heard that, like, well, I've never seen a mountain go from here to there, right? But you know, you know why? You want to know why I've never seen that? I've never had that kind of faith. I've never had the faith to make the, the sun stand still. I've never had that kind of faith. I would say my faith is small, right? Right? I remember I got in, actually got in trouble here at the church. One, not in trouble. I got told it was time to put on my big boy pants and start acting like an adult. And I was, I got mad. I got really mad. I got mad. It was Pastor Roger. He was the pastor here, and he just... He called me into his office, and he ripped me a new one, right? A new one, totally just shredded me, and I thought he liked me, and I thought we were buddies, and he just shredded me, just ripped me. I mean, I was so mad, I started crying, right? That's how mad, have you ever been so mad you cry, right? And the bad part for me was Michelle was the office manager at the time. And Michelle was not big on sympathy, right? Her question was, are you crying? <laughs> no. Um, so I didn't get any, I just got yelled at by, by Roger, kind of like dismissed by Michelle, so I went in to see Nate. And I just told Nate how unfair everything was. Pastor Nate, Pastor Roger yelled at me. Michelle basically called me a baby for crying. Um, what do you think? He was so sarcastic. He whipped open the Bible. He read me a scripture that said, if you waver in the face of adversity, how small is your faith? Or how small is your strength? I went home. I quit! That was it. I was going to quit. I went home. And it was no good to cry because there was nobody there but me. So nobody was going to feel sorry for me. Nobody was going to pat me on the back. Nobody was going to say, oh, you're such a good boy. Um, I, I just went home, and I, and I thought about what was said to me, and I thought about what Roger said. I thought about the motive in which he said it. And that moment changed my entire life. Because I got up the next morning, and I came back to work, and I was like, I'm, I'm, all right, this is what God has called me to do. So that's what it was. God was trying to get my attention to tell me to do something that he wanted me to do, and he used people to do it. But had I not been willing to listen, I would have never met Mark or Chelsea or Ashley or Heather or Austin or Vanessa or Claudia 
or Jasmine, I would have never got to be there and witness the first time that Jasmine got to spend the night with her son, right? I would have missed all of that because I would have been deaf to God's call. So I'm going to ask you again, how strong is your faith? And how willing are you to listen to what God's call is on your life? You know, now I'm going to listen. Now, now tomorrow, if a bunch of y'all come to me from the bridge, you know, uh, and tell me that God told you to pack your stuff and move to Zimbabwe, I mean, I'm going to be skeptical, right? <laughs> right? I'll help you discern the will of God, and uh, we may not be booking any airline flights tomorrow or next week or maybe for a while. I'm not going to take any of the passport office tomorrow, right? But what you should be asking you is, what, God, what does God want me to do right now? Does he want me to be nicer to my housemates? Does he want me to read the word more? Does he want me to be stronger in my faith? Does he want to use me in the future? And if he does, it doesn't matter if he tells you right now what he wants. What he's going to do is start training you and directing you. Remember in school all the times your teacher said, if you don't listen, you're going to regret it? How many of you in this room would go back and listen more intently? Yeah, yeah. Amen to that, brother, right? So how many times do you think God is saying, why don't you just shut up and listen, right? Just shut up. Shut up and listen. No, 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 no. I've heard it all a hundred times, right? Imagine that. Imagine how much lip you've given God and times that by every person that's ever lived past, present, and future, how much lip do you think God has gotten? How much nonsense do you think he's heard? Right? How much just yam, yeah, 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 just yammering and yammering, right? I've been doing the bridge for 18 years, and I thought I heard a lot of yammering, right? But sheesh, man, I've heard nothing compared to that. So, but God asks Abraham, just do what I ask you to do. And so Abraham is going to pretty much do what God asked him to do. He's going to grab his nephew, Lot, which God didn't ask him to grab his nephew, Lot, and take him with him. But you know how sometimes we feel like God gives us specific instructions and we maybe want to throw some of our own stuff into it, right? Yeah, God, I will, I will but I'm going to take Marcus with me because I don't quite trust that you... Totally have things figured out. So just in case, I'm going to bring my, my homie Marcus. It's kind of somebody to fall back on, right? Somebody to talk to because I don't know where I'm going. You're just telling me to pack all of my stuff and leave, right? No U-Haul, right? No nothing. No, no Google Maps, right? No pillar of, no clouds and pillar of fire. Just... By faith, go. So I want you guys to think about how easy is it when God says to you, by faith, just do this. You know, after church yesterday, Michelle and Ashley spent the entire day all the way till nighttime in Chinatown getting somebody out of Chinatown, right? You know, gathering up all their earthly treasures. You know, you know when you're in Chinatown, I can't leave because I have all this valuable stuff. 
I have this bag. It has a cell phone battery, right? It's got a bunch of wires and chargers that don't go to anything. There's a pencil, a mechanical pencil with no lead, right? But I can't, I can't leave without it. And then I got my bike with no pedals and no chain and no seats. That's got to go too, right? Right? Yeah. You know, and your speaker. I have a Bluetooth speaker that hasn't worked in 10 years, right? But the interesting thing talking to Ashley was she probably knew every single person there. Now, that, now she, squ- she squirmed, but I want you to think about this. How many people today are saying, man, I know they're talking about her. That girl, they were all like, she, like she said, she fought almost everybody out there at some point. You know, I mean, they were probably talking about, man, how many times she, they got their butt kicked from Ashley, or, or, or she got beat up, but, but what they're probably saying is, did you see how good she looks? Did you see that? Are you kidding me? I cannot believe that many years later she's out here and she's not out here getting high. So I would argue with you, or argue or say to you, or be bold enough to say to you that she heard the call of the Lord. And she is willing to go into that area and say, all right, I'm going to go here. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to see all these people I really don't want to see, right? And, and see things I don't want to see, things I'm not real comfortable around anymore in my life. And I would argue that she was a shining example to so many people. That she may never know there may be people that decide to get out of there because of what they saw. That we may never know, right? We may, we may have effects on people that we may never know. Right? Abraham was told to do something that he would never really see come to fruition. Right? That he is going to be the father of all. His, his, that, his, that his descendants will be no, more numerable than the stars in the sky or the sands on the sea. Right? We know for a fact that he never lived to see all of that happen. But what I'm saying to you is to be bold enough if God asks you to do something, to not worry about yourself, but just to worry about what God is doing that for. Maybe, guess what? Maybe it's not for you. Because guess what? Not everything is for you. Not everything is about you, right? I know we all think the world revolves around us. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of disappoint you. It doesn't, right? It revolves around all of God's people, right? And maybe God is simply asking you to shut up and sit down. Pay attention. Do something simple because it's going to turn out to be something bigger. And you don't know, you know, that thing you say to somebody, you know, Last week in class, Manny challenged us um, to share. Share your faith with somebody. Share what's going on. And I was driving with some bridge residents to go out to both Monterey High School and Seaside High School to speak to students about addiction, right? I was just the driver, right? And I was driving Richie and Benny, 
and Claudia and Justin. There we go. Over there. The little Mike. There we go. Out to. And I was telling Richie on the way there that, and he hates when I say this, and that's okay, that, that we, Michelle and I both really feel like that God has a call on his life. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. No, 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 no. And so we go into In-N-Out Burger, and, 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 and you know, Claudia gets noticeably uncomfortable because she sees somebody that, from the past, and Richie sees the same guy pulls off his sweater and is showing the dude the bridge, man, the bridge. You, 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 you know how my life has changed in the bridge? Do you know what God is doing in my life? Do you know how things for me are changing? Right? So that may be no big deal to you, but you have no idea how God will use that. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, maybe not next month. Maybe in five years, this, that guy's going to show up. Maybe he's going to go into the bridge. Maybe God is going to do a work in his life. Maybe he's going to put his family back together. Maybe, maybe he's going to have him be an ordained minister and go do missionary work in another country and spread the gospel. You don't know your mind is too small to see the things of God, right? We can't see the things of God because we are not God. If the things could, of God could fit in our little three-pound brain, that wouldn't be the right God, right? It, it wouldn't be. But, but the pride that I had, and I, and I knew that Manny would have been proud too, I don't think I shared this with him, to see him going after this guy telling him, you don't have to live like this. There's better out there for you. Look, go on the internet, look up the bridge, see what they could do for you. I'm like, dang, that... that told you how to call in your life. No, 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 you know, you know. We used to have a, 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 a worship leader here at this church. His name was Cisco and his wife, Missy. They had a couple of kids. They lived here. They were perfectly comfortable. They were so comfortable in this church. Everybody loved him. He was a, he was a wonderful worship leader, and he was very settled, and he came over, and he was teaching at the bridge, and he taught all the way through the book of Genesis. So we're talking 50-some chapters. So he was with us for a long time, right? And almost toward the end of his time, he shared, um, he said, you guys, remember like four months ago when I shared that passage about God calling Abraham to pick up and move? That, I felt like that was for me. And I felt like that this whole time, I've already actually talked to Pastor Nate, and I've already told him that we're leaving. I don't know where we're going, what God's going to do with us, but I feel like God is telling me to take my family and to move. And I know he helped plant a church, and he worked at a different church, and he did a lot of different things. What God did with all those things, I don't know, and none of us could ever know. But what I'm going to tell you tonight is he was faithful and did that. So what is God asking you to do? Right now, I think he's asking you what Ashley said. You have 12 months. Manny owes us 11 months and three weeks, right? You have what God is, what I, what I know God is asking you to do is you have 12 months to settle in, to evaluate, to look at, 
to thin out the bad, take in the good, self-evaluate, and do the things that are right in God's eyes. Start by being a better human being with yourself. Start by taking care of yourself. Start by taking care of your housemates. Because I can, I, I can say that Michelle is mean, and I'm not saying she is, but if somebody else says that she, but if somebody else says she's mean, you're going to have me in your face. Do you know what I'm saying? So you guys all, all you, know, you, know, you know, I know Greg likes to call it the hen house, um, but what I'm saying is when, when you girls or when you guys go at it and, and you're, all, you're all puffed up, but when somebody else says something bad about your house, you're ready to fight. Right? So what I'm saying by that is that proves and that shows that you love one another, that something inside of you is beginning to change, that God is asking you. He's not asking you to grab all your stuff and go get a passport. God is asking you to move away from your old self. Leave that old person. Leave that old way of life. Leave that old attitude and move on towards a new life a new attitude, a better perspective. Amen? So don't turn this into some big, giant, giant thing. Let's bring it down to our level. God is asking you to move out of my old attitude, right? Any man is in Christ. He's a what? A new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. That's moving on, isn't it? Okay? So move on from your old way of life. Move on from your old friends. Move on from your old attitudes and yet put on the new attitude to be more like Christ. You know, good morning. How are you? You know, what can I do today for you? You know what I mean? People, certain people make you smile, right? Remember when I went to the meeting the other day at, um, at Wellspring, I, I walked up and there was a girl sitting there eating her lunch and I said, hey, I'm supposed to be here for a meeting. She said, oh, oh, great. Go check in with Amy. I said, great. I would. I don't know who Amy is. So she walks me into the office, and I went, oh, Amy. Oh, Amy. Oh, hey. Right? And, and, and it, 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 I was really excited. I told Michelle, Amy's here. Like, I was like, it was like the biggest thing there was. Amy's here. Right? But what I am saying is because of who she is in Christ, and her earnestness, her honestness, her willing and ability to come and serve us, that projects through who she is. And, and when you see certain people, you're, just, they, you're happy to see them. I was genuinely happy and excited to see her because I know what a servant she is and what a servant's heart she has for us. Isn't that incredible? We are not, I'm going to tell you, this is a newsflash. You guys can quote me on this. We are not the most easy to get along with, nor the most lovable people on the planet, right? We all, we all got some baggage in here, right? We, are the, we would be a TSA's nightmare, right? right? We all have some heavy-duty baggage in here, right? So I'm going to go ahead and go through this first, first verses of Abraham um, before we um, close out here. So I'm going to read it. It says, Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation, 
What did he discover about what did he discover about being, being made right with God? If God's good deeds made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that's not God's way. For the scripture tells us that Abraham believed in God and God counted him righteous because of his faith. So the only way or the only thing that makes you righteous is what? Is your faith. So what that is saying, that's not something that I can do. It's not something I can order on Amazon.com. I can't look up faith and get it, you know, get the, uh, the Amazon Prime deal and get it next day, right? Faith is something that I have to open my heart to, open my mind to, open myself to, allow God to come and dwell, the Holy Spirit to come and live within me. But it's not something I can earn or find or buy or get rubbed off on me, right? You know, I was okay that Michelle was, you know, I, I'm like, all right, I, I'm, I'm in with God. My, my ex-wife goes to this church. My wife goes to this church. All of my kids go to this church. I'm in. Man, I'm in with God. I believe that, right? Well, until I started reading the Bible, <laughs> And it was like, it was like, poof, man, man, you're harsh, God. That's not, an, no, it's not enough. But we are counted righteous because of our faith. So when people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted righteous not because of their works, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of those whom he described in the happiness of those who declared, declared righteous without working for it. So let me, let me say to you when, you, when you are, when you are counted righteous because of your faith, right, it changes you. It changes everything about you. You begin to do things that you would never have done. It's like, why do I care now? Why do all of a sudden, why do I have compassion? Why am I upset about the way I left that conversation with so-and-so? Why do I feel bad because I drank somebody's last bit of milk? Why do I feel bad because I got up in the middle of the night and stole Steve Price's eggs that he bought at Whole Foods? You know what I mean? Why? You guys all know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, no, no, come on. Right? Gets awful quiet in here, doesn't it? Right? But what I'm saying is, is when we start to believe and we start to let God into our heart, we begin to change. You know, you, when you're backing out of that parking spot and you run into somebody's car, and you drive away, you just, you feel convicted. It's like, I should go back and leave a note. I should go back and leave a note. I should go back and leave a note. Now, think about how many of you probably did in somebody's car and never left a note. It's too late now. Don't know where they're at. Who knows? But what I'm saying is, those are the things that begin to change who we are as a person. Like, I could have cared less before, you know? Who cares? You know, if I steal something from Target, they got insurance. Everybody does it. 
right? That's that. My dad used to tell me it's okay to steal from the store because he would he would say to me, "Let's think this through. <laughs> Let's think this through, Mike. You know, good father son conversation. They have insurance by you stealing, okay, and then reporting items stolen." It keeps the person at the insurance company in a job, all right? The police that come to take the report, they have something to do because if they didn't, they wouldn't have a job. They wouldn't be able to keep their kids in private school. That security guy, what do they call him, theft prevention or prevention officer, what would he do for a job? So stealing actually stimulates the economy, right? <laughs> And believe me, I have been on, been on, been, and I'm just being, I have been in on more house burglaries, business robberies, and, and theft from businesses and stores than I can even imagine in my life. Because I was told that it was, I was doing the right thing, you know? Man, I'm, man, I'm, look at all these people I'm employing, right? But when you meet Jesus, it kind of messes it up. It's like, What? But, 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 Lord, if I, didn't, if I don't steal that, the guy at the insurance company is going to lose his job. <laughs> that theft prevention officer, his kids are in private school. You know that, right? <laughs> so it doesn't matter how warped of a way you were brought up thinking, right? The, the God is constant. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change the rules. He doesn't change how he enforces the rules. He doesn't. There is no gray area. It's black or it's white. You're in or you're out. You know, you know, there is no purgatory, right? You're not going to go to maybe hell or kind of heaven, right? It's, it's black and white in the Bible, you know? When you're standing there before, you know, before the, the judgment of God, you're either going to, you're, you're you know, you don't want to be looking down to the trap door, like on Ellen, right, you know? You don't. You want to know the things you've done are the things that are, you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in the kingdom of heaven. But it starts with this journey that I'm calling the call of Abraham. It starts with God saying to you, leave the person who you were and start becoming the person that I'm going to call you to be. Like I said, he's probably not calling you to, to ge geographically move, but I promise you he is calling you to leave the old person behind and go and explore and find out who that new person is and meet that new person, embrace that new person, go on this incredible journey of life and fun and laughter with that new person, which is really cool when you look in the mirror. It's you. I'm fun. I can laugh without stealing Right? I don't have to beat people up. I don't have to cause damage. I don't have to rob and, 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 and beat people up. I don't have to do those things. I can, I can make somebody smile. You know, Nothing feels better, honest to God. One of the sweetest sounds to a human ear is the sound of your own voice. I mean, that sound of the voice when somebody calls your name. Right? When you walk onto the, the campus on a Sunday morning 
And one of the pastors, or like Pastor Manny's here, so I'll pick, you know, when Pastor Manny says, good morning, Claudia, how are you doing? That feels good because you know you're here, you're in God's house, somebody's calling you by name, you haven't done anything wrong, they're genuinely happy to see you. It's like the change has begun, you know? We all love walking down the street and someone drives by and hollers at you, hey, you know, because they're yelling at you, not because you did something wrong. Usually, it's like when it's, hey, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, did I forget to pay you? Did I steal from you? Did I rob you? Did I dent your car at Target? Right? I don't know. But when we do the things that God has called us to do, we can be this great and shining example like Abraham. And maybe you're not going to be the father of many nations, Maybe you're going to be the mom that God has called you to be or the dad that God has called you to be or the nephew or the, or the son that God has called you to be. Maybe that's the move that God is calling you on your life. And I promise you, if you start with that, then God can and will call you to do bigger and better and greater things. Amen? Because this is no joke. I'm, I'm going to be a part of a press conference tomorrow. And in Monterey County, we were doing so well. In 2019, we had one of the lowest death rates. It had dramatically dropped because of all of the really hard work that all the people in this community have been doing um, for, the, for, for a number of years. Dr. Grover and Dr. Close and Dr. Goldman and just Ann Bispo. So many people, I can't even begin to tell you all the hard work that has been done over the years. And the reason that we're having this press conference tomorrow and we're doing a, this huge flag display at Colton Hall is because since 2019, the death rate in Monterey County has increased eightfold from opioid addiction. And that is an incredible, unacceptable thing. So now think about this for a minute. Think, dream with me. If God could put the call of Abraham on each one of your hearts, to leave the person you were and come and be this new person, how many people you can affect, right? Change starts here, and it doesn't start with somebody else. It doesn't start with that group. We're not going to wait for Genesis House. We're not going to wait for Sun Street. We're not going to wait for Teen Challenge. Why not us? Why not us seeing that person in Outburger saying, hey, bro, it's not a way to live. You know, why wait for somebody else to do it? Why don't you and you and you, and it is really bright up here, why don't, why don't we, why don't we start changing the way we do business so that we can affect the way other people do business so they can affect other people? When you throw a pebble in a pond, what does it do? It ripples, right? Why cannot we be those ripples, Right? Because we know that the call of God upon our life is that, that, that stone and that ever still water and the ripples begin. So why don't we be those vessels that say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to accept that challenge. I'm going to accept what Mike said to me. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be extra nice. I don't want to, right? But I'm going to. I'm going to love that really unlovable person. I'm going to tell, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, you're unlovable, but, you know, Mike told me I should love you, so I'm going to love you anyway. You know, don't do that kind of stuff. Don't use God, you know, you know. 
It reminds me of how Michelle and I used to argue. We would say, well, I'm going to be the mature person in this argument. I'm just going to end it. You know, it was like, come on. It was mostly me saying that. So, come on, I'll own that one. You know, uh, somebody's got to be the mature one. Um, but what I'm saying to you is, why don't you, not your neighbor, not your bunkie, not, why don't you be the person to begin the change? And why don't you begin it right now? Why don't we start this right now? Why don't we all be better people? You know, reach out to people on Sunday that you've never met. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Calvary, you know. And, you know, go grab them a cup of coffee. You know, why don't we, why don't we be the example, right? Why don't we, why don't we stop letting everybody do stuff for us, right? Because that's what we do, Right? You know, I'm going to live in the bridge for a year and everybody's going to take care of me. And we will. I promise you, we will. We will take care of you as long as you're here. But let's think outside of the box. Let's, uh, let, let the love of Christ shine through us and let us start just helping others. Hey, good morning. Welcome. If this is your first time, let me get you a cup of coffee. You know, you know, you know show people around. Share with people. Talk to people. You know what I mean? Become that beacon and that light that God has called you to be. And you know who's going to benefit the most from that? You are. You're going to feel good. You're going to start to change. And God's going to say, man, now that that knucklehead is finally doing this, I'm so glad because I have this in store for you. And you have no clue what it would be. You have no clue. It, 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 believe you me, what I'm doing today is far better than anything I've ever done in my life. Okay? People say... Don't you miss when an ambulance or a fire truck or a helicopter goes over? Absolutely all the time, all the time. But I was fixing broken bodies and trying to keep people, keep people put together long enough to get them to the ER so that the doctors could fix them up and send them home, okay? Now my job is much different. I'm not worried about the, the cast and the whatever. I'm worrying about the, their eternal well-being, you know, what's going to happen to you in the long run? Where are you going to spend eternity? That has a much greater reward and a much greater... Yeah, I miss the ambulance. I still look, and I'm, yeah, I, I loved being working on a helicopter, and I loved being in the mix on these big crashes and fires, and that, because I'm just a, I'm just a, like a, like a, like a adrenaline junkie. But the joy you get when an Ashley walks up here that you met in jail and, and says what God has done in her life, that is so much better than anything you can ever hope or dream or imagine. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing more rewarding than that, you know, because that's, that is something that she is going to share with others and they're going to share with others and they're going to share with others and we don't know what God is going to do with us. So my challenge tonight is let's, if we're going to affect change, why, why shouldn't it start here with us? And why shouldn't it start right now? You know, we, we have been, like, like uh, Steve said, we have been in the belly of that, of that fish. We've had time to think, this is not where I want to be. And we have been yet, by God's grace, spat out into freedom again. So... How many more times are you going to go back into that situation? How many more times are you going to go back into that dark place and pray for God? Oh, God, please release me. 
again and again. Oh, and one more time, and I promise this is the last time, right? If you were here tonight, it's because you have been set free. And why did God set you free? It says in the scripture, he set us free just so you would be free. Isn't that crazy? Not because he wants something from you. He set you free so you would be free. And we are free. We are free indeed. But we also are free to do things that are going to affect change. And let's, let's do it. You know, I'm excited to go out there tomorrow and talk and share what is being done here and what is being done in the bridge with our community. Because I'm proud of what we do here. I'm proud of you guys. I'm thankful for who you guys are. I'm thankful for what God is doing with you. When I look back and I see Hector back there, I mean, Hector and I have so much history, it's insane. You know, to see where Hector came from the day I met him and see how many times we went, almost went to blows, you know, because we're both stubborn, strong-headed people, and to see where his life is today, it is instinking, insanely unbelievable. Are you kidding me? God, you did all that for him? Right? Yes. Amen. He did. And yeah, it's like it's crazy what God will simply do with you if you, if you just simply get out of his way and let him. Amen? So I'm going to invite, uh, um, what, what are we going to call you, Amy and the Jays? <laughs> invite you guys to come back up and... Uh, so, you know, guys, if you're here tonight, just really think about what I said tonight. Think about where you are. Think about where you want to be with God, even tomorrow. Even where do I want to be next Monday night, right? Here, amen. Yes, I want you all to be here, right? But how do I want to be progressing? God, show me what you want me to do. Do you want me to read more? Do you want me to be nicer? Do you want me to be be quiet? Do you want me to pay attention? Do you want me to come up and kneel before you? Do you want me to cry out to you? Do you want me to confess sin to a brother or a sister? Do you want me to cleanse myself? Do you want me to apologize to somebody? Do you want me to thank somebody? Do you want me to be more obedient? Really, be quiet for a minute and just ask God, what, God, what do you want to do with me? How can I be that Abraham-like person, and what are you calling me to go away from, and what are you calling me to go to, right? And what is it you want me to do? And I promise you, God, will, you may not hear this big, you know, you know, Bruce Almighty was just a movie, right? You, you may not hear this booming voice or this, this truck full of signs flashing, but you may just feel motivated to reach out to somebody and talk to them or, you know, just be extra nice to somebody. You may be motivated to, like, want to get involved with a group, like, you know, one of our ladies is getting involved with Set Free Monterey Bay, not because she doesn't have anything else to do, not because she has a ton of spare time, because she feels convicted to. She feels like, and I would argue, and I wouldn't even have to argue because I know she would agree that that's the urging that she is getting. This is not who I normally am, but I, all of a sudden I want to help these people and I want to get involved and I know it takes my spare time and I, I could just lay around and watch TV on my day out, but instead I'm going to go. I'm going to go meet with my mentor, and I'm going to study the Bible, and I'm going to go help these ladies that are less fortunate than me. That's what God begins to do in you, and that's how, be, how God begins to change your life, and we just have to let him. So please, 
everybody spend some time this week and just be quiet. Get somewhere that's quiet. Go outside, whatever, and just be, and just say, God, what do you want to do? You know, and for us, the bridge, we're going to go out tomorrow to Colton Hall, and we're going to put out, like, like 1,500 flags, and a lot of those flags are going to be flags that are for people who have died in their addiction. There's going to be a lot of flags for people that have victory in addiction, and tons of flags for family members that are just brokenhearted waiting for their family members to get into recovery. So I think it's going to be a solemn, sobering moment for us as we go out there as a program and lovers of Christ to display these flags so that people can see that there is hope that we are not disposable, we're not expendable people, that we are, we, are, we are children of the Most High God. Amen?